Hey, we're Damn the Wolves. I'm Jody. I'm Brett. I'm Rick. And you're listening to Now That's What I Call Damn Good Music. The podcast. Today we're talking about the fifth studio album from Scottish rock band Biffy Clyro. This is Only Revolutions. Brett, where were you when you first heard anything from this album? I remember distinctly being at work and um, they were playing The Golden Rule, which is I think maybe the second or third release um, from the album. And I was always blown away by the by the outro and the, the, the accents that, that sort of happened. And I remember dropping tools every time it came on and I'd be there trying to work out, get to the end of the song and play all the accents in time. And I still, to this day, <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> still trips my mind up. So that was my first memory of this album. What about you, Rick? Um, I, I heard... Um I heard mountains loads well a few houses ago where I lived there teenage two teenage daughters next door who had radio one on like constantly so whenever you were home you could hear radio one which was um you know it was what it was but um it was that summer I think it was the summer and mountains was on heavy rotation so I heard loads of mountains and of what was on heavy rotation on radio one at that point mountains stood out as like I really like this this is great who's this and that was my first kind of right this is Biffy Clara and then got into them and then from there, um, the album obviously, and then back to Puzzle before that, and then their earlier albums, and become a bit of a fan. Yeah, yeah, I was the same. I, I picked up on uh, Mountains when I when I heard it on the radio, and uh, just just a really cool, strong song, a, a bit different from everything else that was going on at the time. That Golden Rule wasn't the first single there, Brett. So you must have bypassed Mountains somehow. I didn't say the first. No, no, no. I know, but you just um, you didn't hear. You didn't hear Mountains first. That was the first one you I heard. You like, no, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether it... I, I didn't have radio at the job before then or something like that, maybe. I don't know. But uh, Broken radio and then it, it was fixed in time for the... Second <laughs> for the golden rule. Yeah, for the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so th- this was released on the 9th of November 2009 and I believe Mountains was out like a year before, a year or so before, but it was put out as like a standalone single. Like how the, you know, like how the Beatles used to do... They just put out a single because it was a good song not necessarily destined for an album of any sort but this that's what they did with mountains did you think mountains was recorded like in just and we'll record this song this is great but not like actually being in the studio for a period of time to record the album but i think that's the way it was intended yeah it was played on tour wasn't it um on the puzzle tour before the album came out or there was any mention of the album they were playing that song on tour for the last album right. i think or I might have made that up. Maybe they didn't because I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> this album was produced by Gareth Richardson, who also produced, amongst many other amazing albums, the Rage Against the Machine debut, which is one of my favourite sounding albums of all yeah, time. Great sound. I love that. Um, it was mixed by Andy Wallace. Oh, we love Andy Wallace. Who, again, yeah, has produced and mixed many, many amazing albums, including uh, Jeff Buckley's Grace. Have I talked about Jeff Buckley's Grace yet today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, have you seen the YouTube video of Andy Wallace talking about the reverb on Hallelujah? I bet no. you have. I have, actually, yeah. It's very, very good for the geeky I missed people. that one. I'll send you a link later, Brett. It's on okay, the hour every washing hour. my hair. <laughs> he also mixed the Rage Against the Machine debut, uh, Nevermind. And the one that really made me giggle was the uh, he mixed Chinese Democracy by Guns N' Roses. Wow. Who, as we all know, took sort of 13 years to make or something like that i bet there was more than the the channel list than there was for rage against the machine <laughs> yeah. but he also mixed six other albums the same year so it kind of uh, taken him all year to do that it can't have taken him that long to do so um, um gareth richardson is also called gg garth isn't he it sounds like a um a stables for horses isn't it 
<laughs> what do you? Why do you think that is? Do you think that's after Garth out of Wayne's World? No. <laughs> really? Why do you think it is? Because that's the only Garth you know. No, he's the most famous Garth, isn't he? Garth Algar. You've got all of Garth Brooks albums, I bet. Never heard of him. Um, this this was also mastered by Howie Weinberg no relation to the mighty Max Weinberg Um, but he has worked on amazing stuff like Nevermind he's done stuff with U2 Madonna Elvis Costello amongst amongst many others so that's a great lineup, isn't it Mm. you're saying it's a dream team of producer mixer and then master 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 That's that's a that's a great lineup. There's and, a Metallica song in there. Yeah. <laughs> and I I also just of a of a another thing to note is the artwork was done by Storm Thorgerson. I don't know whether either of you two have appreciated the artwork on this album or indeed any of his other work. I have. I have appreciated the artwork on this album. Um he's done loads of albums, hasn't he? Uh, album artwork. What does it tell you this what? artwork on this album? What what does it what do, what does it speak to what does it tell you what i do don't you know what it says to me i'm looking at it at the moment actually i found my cd earlier so i'm looking at it um i don't know we've got we've got a fire and we've got two a couple looking at each other with a blue load of sale material behind the chap and then red behind the woman mm. i don't know i like it but that's the thing with art isn't it you yeah. don't have to explain it if you like it hopefully yeah and i think a lot of his work is like that he he has done artwork for ACDC, Audio Slave, uh, Black Sabbath, Def Leppard, Genesis, Led Zeppelin. Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. The very t-shirt that you wear occasionally, Brett, the Dark Side of the Moon, Mm. is done by Storm Thorgerson. That's a a classic t-shirt. Classic (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. So is your Animals from the Muppets t-shirt, which I'm wearing today. (laughs) It's been around long enough to be a classic (laughs) t-shirt. I was wearing it last week as well. You've been wearing that for weeks. Have you washed it in between? That's what my voice went then, didn't it? (laughs) We have a cost of living crisis, Rick. I need to to cut back on washing machines. (laughs) So before we delve into Only Revolutions... Uh, one thing that I read that just just to make you two aware of whether you've seen it or not that that the bass player James Johnston um, said that this was named after a book. Um, I'm aware it's yeah. I I think I know where the title comes from. Yeah, and um, but also Simon Neal, the, the guitar player, singer, and songwriter, had recently got married, and a lot of this is based on um, like two sides of a relationship. And how, you know, it talks about the revolutions in life and the revolutions in the relationship. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and I thought that was really cool. I knew he got married at this point and I thought it was just from his sort of point of view. But that's interesting. I'm looking at the sleeve notes now because you sound like you've done your homework and I'm feeling a bit uninformed now. So reading this, there's a really interesting thing where it says songs and lyrics by Simon Neal, which we all know. But then it says music by Biffy Clyro, which kind of like, it's unusual that that's almost suggests because they have these big sort of jammy kind of band sounding bits that are often tapped on the end of the song and it suggests that they approach that in different ways doesn't it that that he writes the song and then the bandy elements where they're kind of jamming and it, it's done as a band as I a wonder unit. how he writes them whether he's you know like sit down with an acoustic guitar kind of writer I imagine he is and then he he plays them the song in that kind of form a bit bit like we do with you Brett you know how we we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll always play you kind of an acoustic interpretation of it and then talk through how you know how we can you know 
interpret that as a yeah, band yeah i think that's how i took that the way that that's listed so that it's yeah, yeah. the song's brought in like that and then so it's the musical ideas yeah. are embellished by them all developed as a band but yeah. the song and lyrics come in and, co- and of course they're brothers aren't they the rhythm section are, are twin brothers they are twins it's that's so that is like like you as well brett He's not a twin brother, but you are in a band. You are in a band with brothers. That evil evil twin. (laughs) Exactly. Which one's Brett? (laughs) (laughs) But no, yeah. So how that feels for you being in a band with two brothers? I I guess there's a a lot to be said for brothers in a band, isn't there? I mean, you two, you know, as as writers, there must be that kind of gene thing that where you you have this natural. Well, but (laughs) we argued the other night. Yeah. That was, a, that was yeah. a quiet moment the other night. Yeah. But for a, for a rhythm section for bass and drums to be brothers, I think there's got to be there's got to be those those chromosomes that <laughs> that kind oh, of um, match and merge over to help <laughs> that tightness of rhythm. Sorry, I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Let's delve in. Track number one, the captain. What what a, what a start to an album, isn't it? Oh, it's a great, great intro. Their, their albums always have great intros, don't they? The album. Do, um, do. Sorry, we're talking about this album, not the one before. But the the intro to Puzzle. What's the song called? Um, Living is a problem because everything dies. That's got an epic intro too, hasn't it? And the album yep. after. What? Uh, that's one of your favourites, isn't it, Brett? Um, I can't remember the name of it now. Really bad. Opposite. Yeah, but what's the first song? Um, that's that big synthy kind of long intro. <laughs> Can't remember if my brain's gone. So at the start of the captain, is it footsteps or drums that you can hear? I hear footsteps. I hear, it? yep. It sounds to me like this is, uh, how I interpret this is a is um, a, a big sort of captain-esque person walking towards a tribe of people standing up and it gets closer and closer and he's like, does that walk up to them and then faces them and then the then the song kicks in and it's like so is this it, do, big you, epic. Do, you, do you kind of hear that music that is that is that the captain talking to his people could could well be or, so or who is it that goes woo <laughs> that's, that's all his shit mates <laughs> <laughs> but i love that i think it's a brilliant start yeah, to yeah, the, album. the woo is brilliant yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. brilliant and then and then you get that the drop out of the guitar yeah which leaves you with that awesome rhythm and, yeah. and the, the the bass tone is amazing in the verses. Oh, it's a proper filthy bass, isn't it? It's great, great. distortion. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it really works really well having that drop down. Um, but, but I love the way it goes into the next section, into the pre-chorus section, where the, the, the hi-hat then drops out. Yep. But you get the big backing vocals coming in. Yep. Um, which, and with that really kind of, kind of anthemic guitar part, which is quite unusual for him not to do something a little bit weird or something quirky in there mm-hmm. but it, I think that really sets the tone well for the album at that point you just think okay yeah we know where we're going now and the big kind of Def Leppard style woes Ooh, I wasn't expecting that wow. but yeah, Did you, yeah the, the, I suppose yeah they're, they're epic aren't they the back yeah, of vocals so yeah yeah um, and, wait, uh, and, and the, there's brass in this as well isn't there in this song which the is chorus isn't it I think it's, through, it's pretty much throughout, isn't it? Yeah, and it features it's really throughout. It comes heavy, heavy at the end, doesn't it? You can hear it clearer. Really unusual to have brass, isn't it? It's much more common to have... What's I'm that? I'm so sorry. I had a Sky News alert on my phone. Oh. It's gone now. <laughs> What's happened? Obviously something very important. Is it really important? What's happened? Uh, no. You're doing a podcast, you fool. Turn your phone off. Is that what your phone is telling you? <laughs> it's a reminder. Don't forget to put your phone on silent. Yeah. Um, I, lo- I love the um, the big vocal production in this song. Yes, yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on, isn't there? There's a lot of BVs put on. There. There's lots of double tracking. Mm-hmm. Do you do you think his lead vocal is double tracked throughout? I don't know about throughout, but I think it is 
yeah, there's a lot of it. It's certainly I think it quirker there, isn't it, to do that? I think as a matter of course, it's double tracked his his lead vocal. Yeah, at least once. But yeah, it works really well though, doesn't it? Yeah, it's that Dave Grohl does that a lot, doesn't he, with the foos? Yeah, he's. I think he always does it, doesn't he? And he and um, Kurt Cobain always did it because the producer, which would have been Butch Vig, told told him that John Lennon always did it, and that was his way of getting Kurt right. Cobain to do that. There you and go. Then, and then Dave Grohl yeah. does it. Amazing. I think. I, I don't think I made that up. Um, I, I also really like the kind of the feature of the keyboards in yeah. this song. And, you know, you hear them a lot throughout the album, which I think for them was different at the time, wasn't it? In, you know, Puzzle was very much kind of guitar-based drums. Yeah. There was a lot of loud guitars, whereas on this, I think the keyboard comes through a bit more, which I think is really cool, works really well. There was a, there was a cool thing I read from... Um, I think I read from Simon Neal on promoting this album when they said, what, what, you know, what, what's the album like? And he said, well, it's louder and it's quieter. The softer bits are softer and the heavier bits are heavier. Like that thing where, you know, that every band says about the new album, it's, it's more, it's less, it's this, mm. it's that. And yeah, so sort of doing that, but it, it is, there's heavier moments on it than puzzle. And there's also more delicate moments on it than there yeah. was on puzzle. Yeah. Um, I, I like in the second pre-chorus as well, going back to that thing where they kind of drop the hi-hat out in the first one. The guitars drop out, don't they, in the second one? Yeah. So it becomes a lot more sparse. And it almost sounds like, you know, like you can imagine when, when you're mixing something and you're kind of bringing instruments in and out and, and whatnot, that when you on on the first listen, you almost think, oh, where's the guitar gone? And it is like they're playing with the mix. Mm-hmm. But it has a lot more impact when that second chorus kicks in. That sounds like the sort of thing that we'd do and do it by accident and go, oh, oh sorry, I had them muted. So no, no, it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe they did that. Maybe know. that's maybe, what it maybe, was. Yeah. Maybe Andy Wallace was... Was just Maybe, as slack with yeah. his uh, mute button as I am. <laughs> yeah. Not that I'm like Andy Wallace or yeah. mix our songs. <laughs> or, or know where the mute button is. Yeah. Um, I love the the brass part throughout the solo as well and going into the musical section. Yeah. It's really cool for me. And the Let's Love Death Away ending is, oh, is great. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really good just hammering that line home. Yeah. It works so well. Is it Let's Lock Death Away? Sorry. Let's Love Death Away. Do you reckon? Yeah. It's got to be, isn't it? I don't know. Hang on, I've got the album here. Should we look it up? I oh, yeah, not. this could, could be a test. Hang on a minute. Oh, it's how, how big is the font? It's, it's not that. It's stuck together. Oh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you reading? I've got it. Oh, you're album. right. You're right. And I'm wrong. Oh, Let's love death away. It's usually what happens. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be about right that I didn't get love in there. That's right. Let's love death away. You're right. Yeah, but you're right. It's, it's a great line, isn't it? And just to keep, you know, to keep repeating it works so well. I do need glasses, though. Is it small font, is it? Well, I can see that bit because it's on something else, but the, the yeah. Hmm. Track two. Track two, that golden rule. Yes. First track you heard, Brett, from the album. Yes. Yeah, what a song. Yeah. Great, just... great intro riff. And there's something, I mean, this is when I first kind of really started to get into Biffy and, and there's this thing that they do so well and it's like this um this double time thing versus a half time chorus which I just think and particularly in this song how it blends and flows into this half time thing and it's it, instead is of that, is that strictly half time how do you think of that Brett because that's interesting do you think well, um, do you think of the verses full time and the chorus is half time. Do you think is, of the chorus is full time and the verse is double time? Well, this is full on, isn't this song? So it's not like this is like a and so it is half time when you compare it to the verse, isn't it? Yeah. But you could say that the verse is normal time. I, to me, it, hmm. to me, this song depicts a half time chorus. Cool. 
Yeah. Because you've got I, that energy. And the, I like the way, that, I really like the way the chorus kind of, it almost winds down at the end of this chorus. It sort of breaks down, doesn't it, on the chorus lines yeah. right at the end. But but for me, that's that kind of reminiscent of stuff that the Foo Fighters might do. Yep. And that kind of, whether it's the melodies or what, or whether it's just the way it just sort of fades out of that chorus, but, and then bursts in with the next, you know, like the second verse is back to being heavy and full time again. Mm-hmm. And the, the riff is, it's a great guitar, a cool riff, but again, yeah. for him, it's just, it's not cheesy or obvious, is it? There's always something a little bit different, like a little slide or a little something going on yeah. in there that makes it a little bit quirkier and not stock. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I, I, I love the middle section of this song. Which the bit you touched upon earlier, Brett, where you've got the snare, yeah, yeah, the snare and the bass going together, and the, yeah. the, the weird accents, the outro bit, but, the, but yeah, they have the, it in the middle and the outro, but the outro is obviously a lot bigger, isn't it? But a similar yeah. kind of vibe. And and is it is it seven four that section where it, the, yeah, the I, dun, dun, dun bit. Yeah. When I listen to this again, thinking we're doing this, I I had a count along with it, and I can't do it. It's not seven four, is it? It's isn't triplets. It? I reckon, but I known to get these things. Let's wrong. ask the drummer. I'd see if I'm right, Brett. You, you're going to say what? <laughs> I reckon it's six eight nine eight nine eight six eight. What? <laughs> you lost him at six. I can't go beyond four. <laughs> Where's one? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't try and work things out that way so much. But isn't isn't it? A, I'm glad we never played this live. Yeah. <laughs> isn't it a, a wicked section that bit? It's, and it and is. the way it ends, you know, it all comes to a kind of a head at the end. Is is brilliant? But that snare drum just does. It's just that simple thing, isn't it? And then the accents play over the sort of snare drums doing that, and then the band are playing old time stuff over that. Yeah, uh, yeah, very, very clever. Yeah, really good, really cool. It's my great drumming done for the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So next up is Bubbles. Ah, oh, love this song. Love this song. This so much. is the one with Josh Home playing guitar, isn't it? Yes. I, I might have to his name right. Can you, do you know the I start of this song, Rick, on the guitar? I, I feel that like I need to play because I, what I love about this song is the groove in the verse, and I've talked about this before. But the what the bass part? No, the guitar. The guitar. I, I haven't. I'll go, I'll go and get a guitar. Would you uh, want me to do the, the diddle it bit? Yeah, because oh, there's on. this thing that I talk I about. I've got to take my headphones off. Hang on. And this song is is where you have the space of dropping notes, and it's particularly in this song where the verse you just have this like bar of no kick drum, and then I want to play it. Can I play it? Hang on, who's playing it now? I've got the guitar uh, now. Yeah, I've been all the way to get a guitar and you're playing it. Why don't you try playing it together? Oh yeah, that doesn't always go well, does it? (laughs) This this could be horrible wrongs, I can't reach my kit, but I wanna I wanna have a go. Go on then. Play the play the start. I've got an unplugged electric guitar and I have to hold it is it something like Is it that? It's not plugged in, your your guitar's not plugged in, is it? it? It's something like that. I think you can sing that one, can't you? That's it. But the the groove is like it goes uh that space and you have that 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 bar two bars of note and 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 then it lets the the song develop as you go along and then you introduce that pre-chorus and it builds and builds and builds and i love that stuff i just i think i think the space i've hit my head again putting the guitar (laughs) i think the space is there for the for the bass oh totally i mean it's got a a great bass bass sound sound. and it's just it's it's just exactly what the song needs epic chorus as well isn't it really good great chorus yeah great chorus in this song um and interestingly, the outro, which again, 7-4, do you reckon, Brett? It's 7-8, I think. Uh, I suppose, yeah. You, yeah. Um, is, um, it's a big, long kind of extended outro, which is kind of interesting track listing, isn't it? Because they do that on the song before yeah, the, and then the, do it again. The structure of this song, um, it has no third chorus, does it? 
and that golden rule has no third chorus so they've kind of kept the structure of these two songs are very similar which yeah as you say is interesting in the track listing isn't it because they kind of flow quite nicely together yeah the single was a lot shorter as well on this song. Did it cut the end out? Mm, it did. I should never have done I that. love the end. I think I know. the end's probably my favourite part of this. The, did you rare. drop your tools? Boom, boom. Ah? Did you drop your tools? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, okay. Just check. He doesn't drop his tool for much. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just that golden rule. <laughs> <laughs> Track four is God and Satan. What a drop point, isn't it? The first drop point of the album to me. Yeah. yeah. And you, you get that acoustic guitar. Yeah. Always a winner for me because it's G to E minor, the first two chords. So my my ears, they have me the first two chords. Oh, G to E minor. And what I love about this song is something that we do with our stuff is this the low octave harmony. Yeah. It's really It works powerful. really well, doesn't it? Does it? In work this, well. really I don't effective. think they got it from us. No. It's we, good, though. Yeah, it's share and share alike. <laughs> it, all, it all of a sudden anchors a song, doesn't it? Having that yeah. low, that low voice it. in there. Mm-hmm. Works really well. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great song. Uh, and also for me, um, I mean, you hear it a lot. You can hear Simon Neal's accent, his Scottish accent, a lot through yep. the whole album and, and everything they've done. But in this song, I think it, you can just hear it that bit clearer because you haven't got everything else masking it. And I, and I love it. I think yeah, it he, doesn't try so and, well. he doesn't try and cover it up in any way. He doesn't does he? try and hide it, doesn't try and do anything other than, than what he is. And it's, it's Why should brilliant. you as well? It's like the Sam Fender thing, isn't it? Being a Geordie is like, he doesn't hide that. He just, he's, proud to be Geordie and he sings like a Geordie is like it's yeah, what makes it em- um, embracing unique. yep is he Geordie is that where's South Shields is is, is that it's, Newcastle it's, it's, part it's, of Newcastle. it's that area yeah oh. Geordie okay alright yeah. yeah what do you think it was I, I knew it was from South Shields I wasn't quite sure Essex? if that was part of no I know it's not Essex <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't sound like that if he was yeah um, next up Born on a Horse ah see now I didn't connect with this song I don't don't I didn't like I didn't. this song is quirky isn't it it's the, it's yeah. the quirkiest thing you've heard it is um, I, li- I like it for its quirkiness and I, I love the first line I call it aluminium because there's an I next to the U you're an which, which is a <laughs> yeah which is a which is a bit of a dig isn't it I think at the Americans aluminum 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 where there is no I next to the U it perfectly sums up his quirky lyrics though because this is this is proper quirky isn't it this yeah one? And this, I think this is for, for kind of um, older Biffy fans, this is, you know, if you've, if you've heard Biffy before, this is more what they were known for, wasn't it? Mm. Which is just a bit, just being a bit different. Rick, do you know what the bass effect is on, on this? Do you? I don't know. That's oh, why oh I thought you were going to say it's this specific pedal and then no, say, no, see, I, you should no, know. No, I was, I was asking out of interest. Oh, I don't actually. Uh, well, maybe you can... Uh, well, I can look that up and tell you. And, yeah, you yeah. like that sort of research, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> geeky gear stuff brilliant yeah um, again I think it's such a quirky sound then when the band kicks in it's like two minutes into the song it's, it sounds awesome it's great yeah but you, you, you've you got so far down the line with the song that you're not expecting it yeah mm, yeah. which I really like I didn't get that far with this song oh what oh really mm. do you not know the album Brett is it more just it, the yeah it was, the, it was definitely the, the singles I think it was opposites where I, I discovered Biffy and become a fan um, so obviously I was aware of the singles but as an album this I, I've had to do some research to discover some stuff that I hadn't heard before this was a big singles album really for Biffy though wasn't it yeah. I think they released was it like five or six yeah you know this, when you look at the track listing there's five or six big songs on this this album Many of Horror Mountains uh, yeah not, the Captain that, that Golden, golden Rule, rule Bubbles, bubbles. it's yeah, five yeah so 
it's a it's a really strong singles album. So I think you know, in, in some ways, it's quite easy for those album tracks to fall by the wayside because you, yeah. you know, sometimes when you put an album on, you you do flick through and just find your favourites, don't you? Mm-hmm. So yep. we can forgive you for that, Brett. It's Sorry. got a snare roll in the chorus, though, Brett. That's yeah. a good thing, isn't it for you? Let's just think. No, he turned off before that. No, he <laughs> <laughs> didn't get past when them. he didn't hear real drums right at the start. He turned off. <laughs> uh, up next is mountains. Yep. Wow, what do you say about mountains? This all-time classic, isn't it? It's almost it's almost a perfect song. Ooh, that's a bold perfect uh, there's, song. There's not there's I'm trying to think I'm going going through the song in my head. There's nothing in this song that I think shouldn't be there or there's nothing that you question which okay. kind of th- makes me think well it's, it's it's pretty perfect really. I think we take an inspiration as a band from from this song. I I certainly have over just again it's that that kind of tightness of the verse isn't it? and big opened up sort of chorus. Some some great sounds. Yeah, some great nice bit of seven four again, Brett. There is in the verse, yeah, yep. which is or um, eight if we're seven eight, where we're counting. Yeah, works works well. Yeah, um, I recently saw them doing this at Download, and oh, it blew me away. I thought they did such a good live version of it. They well, are you, just a great. You said live about band. that. I looked that up, and I can't find it. Are you on a premium YouTube thing or something? No, no, it was on. Um, I was on like Sky Arts or something like that, Ooh. like a download. Is Sky still oh, a thing? Oh yes, you should. You should. Uh, <laughs> you should <laughs> I haven't. I haven't got Sky, but it was on a Sky Arts program. <laughs> oh, I looked it up on YouTube and found some sort of mobile phone footage and thought, I don't know what he's on about. It, no, it is no. epic and it's great, but is this what he was watching? No, it was great. Really, really epic. I mean, the way Simon Neil screamed into the choruses was was great. Where do you get Sky Arts? Uh, Sky. It is Sky, isn't it? Have you still got the dish? No, out? it's not. It's not. <laughs> I can't believe we're having this conversation. No, I, I don't. Um, no, I don't have Sky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, is, maybe it's now TV. Is there a dish for that? No. Oh, I don't think Sky have dishes anymore. This is like a Sky advert. <laughs> we could get. We could yeah, get, other we could other get free Sky subscriptions for this if it goes goes big. This we podcast. don't even know if it still exists. This podcast Sky. isn't brought to you from Sky. Sky exists. Oh, of course Sky. it does. Your your phone went. Other did. yeah, other news agencies are available. Yeah, uh-huh. and other TV networks. Um, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. I, I also really love the at the start of each chorus. There's like a low boom. Have you oh, guys caught that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah and it's yeah. only on the first bit, isn't it? On that first, yeah. I am. And boom. Yeah, it's awesome. It works really well. Yeah. Um, another favourite bit for me is the lyrics, which again, I after hearing that how he'd written this, you know, recently been married and about relationships from both sides that the lines nothing lasts forever except you and me and then love can last forever between you and me mm. i think is really really captivating yeah and that's that's those lines that that yeah universal the aren't big they? Lines, in around they? the quirky stuff big lines i read or heard an interview with him where uh, with simon near where he said the i am a mountain i am the sea came from someone he met in wales at a gig playing i'm gonna say the bar fly but i've but i probably made that bit up and um, it was on about doing rock climbing and um, surfing and it's how it's all part of me. And he changed it round to being, I am a mountain, I am the sea. Oh, you can't right. take that away from me. Wow. Yeah, I think I read quirky, that. It's quite a quirky kind of chorus lyric, isn't it, really? If I didn't read it, it's quite a good story, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so it's also quite Eddie Vedder, isn't it? That's the kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, Next up is Shock Shock. What I love about this is, I'm talking about time signatures again and 
vibes and feels and grooves but it's um it's a six eight chorus isn't it so it's but but the verse is it's like there's a six eight vibe but the the, the drums are playing like a four four thing does that make sense so it's like yeah. gag, 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 going through and then the, the band are kind of you think it's four four but there's a hint of a, a six eight which carries on into the chorus which but the, the chorus feels like a release to me yeah like when it kicks into that question it's almost like an ah and i love the ride yeah the ride is and and and, and a, you you hear that right quite a lot in these yeah. in these choruses, don't you? Yeah, just really, it just works really well, really effective. It does. It's, it's quite a start, isn't it? The lyrics are quite um, aggressive as well. Was well, you scratch and you scratch till your face comes away. Yeah, yeah. Replaced by a hole, a vortex just waiting to play. I commend your violence. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's not cool. It's not Coldplay, is it? No, it's not it's Coldplay. Not Coldplay. <laughs> it's cool. Para, para, <laughs> paradise. Um, Next up, Many of Horror. <laughs> That's not Coldplay either. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. Um, Many of Horror is the next one. Track. Probably uh, my second favourite song on the album, this. Well, we'll do favourites later. Let's, let's not... <laughs> right? Let's, let's not jump the gun. Crikey. <laughs> this, did you know, was the UK Christmas number one. No way. Yes, it was. It was ripped off by some... Um, what what you call it? Primetime game show. This was, this was, this was on, an X Factor. The X Factor, yeah, like the that, X yeah. Factor winner. Re re recorded and re released this, but I, it was called. It wasn't called Many of Horror because obviously that might you know the X Factor. Was might, it called? I've just ruined like the song. I bet I know what it was called. Go on. When we collide. It was. It it was called when we collide. Why is that then? Well, I think it's be- because Many of Horrors perhaps. Uh, I don't know. Is it? It's, it's not, not as Christmassy, is it? It's not as Christmassy, is it? Do you think that's a Simon Cowell thing? Thought we're not going to have a Christmas one if you've got the, number one if you've got the word horror in it. Why did Why did they choose this song as the release? Don't know. But I wonder. I wonder uh, what Simon Neil thought of it. I think he thought. Thanks very thought, much for that very Porsche. Much. <laughs> that's, that's my Christmas present. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. His, that's my Christmas bonus. The kids are going to eat this Christmas. <laughs> yeah. For For me, the, obviously, the, the original Biffy version of this song is. It's like it's just a beautiful ballad done it is a absolutely ballad. right. I, n- I haven't heard the cover of it. You know, I only know that. Don't, I know don't the do t- it. No, I won't. It. I won't ever do it. But it, it came up on Apple Music or something with that. It was called Many of Horror or When We Collide or something like that. Right. It came up. That's how I knew. You just yeah. know that it's, it would have been dreadful. But but this yeah for for me it's it's a it's a perfect ballad. Yeah. There's no cheese in it. It's just his voice as well. Heartfelt. In this, brilliant. Just love everything about this song. And then I love the movement in the verse as well, the mm-hmm. way the chords change. Yeah. And that little guitar motif that... Ding, ding, ding. Is that how it goes, Rick? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Don't need you in the band. <laughs> 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 it's um, <laughs> it's those, um, those really cool intervals that um, James Bay's kind of made a career out of yeah. uh, writing songs around. I love those. They're brilliant. Um, I'm going to sound geeky, so I'll, I'll just say it. The intervals are tense. Which, as you what? know, Brett's a, a compound third, isn't it? Uh, just sound, it's those two note kind of little motifs, guitar motifs. They're brilliant. They're kind of a bit, um, they're a bit overused at the moment, but he does it brilliantly. I think it's drop D, isn't it? <sighs> I'm going to have a go. Hang on a minute. I'm going to have a go. Should I have a go at playing it? Uh, Do you understand any of that, Joe? No, sorry, I tuned out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Drop D, drop D. Oh, no, hang on a minute. I can't do it. I should have practiced this, shouldn't I? Should it's a lot better if I practice it. There we go. That's it. You got it. It's that sort of thing. We can't hear that very well, but... Do you want me to, do you want me to plug it in? No. No, oh, okay. it's okay. 
yeah. moving swiftly along <laughs> before I've, he gets the I've lead I've hit out. my head again. <laughs> <laughs> the next song is Boom, Blast and Ruin. I like the start of this. I love the, the loopy thing at the start of this. Before this played it, with my head, it. my little brain. I love it, but it, it does mess with your head, this song. In what way? Just the, I don't know, the odd time. I think of it as a drummer, so the, all the odd time parts of the songs flipping around, just like going, trying to... <laughs> <laughs> what happens when, right? you, when you listen to Rush, Brett? What happens? <laughs> <laughs> Are there too many changes for you, not, Brett? Yeah, but I, I appreciate it. It's just it's not my it's not my thing. So it's but I love it. It just it, I mean this this is this is great. And Russia, I mean we're not we're genius, isn't it? It's amazing. I love Rush, but the, the old time stuff is a bit kind of. I think I'm just I'm, I'm just get frustrated because I haven't got the musical brains. Uh, you're more of a stuff. you're more of a four four boy. I'm more yeah. of a sit on the sit on the yeah sit on the groove boy. This this song for me is is a really classic kind of just oh. rock song. I was going to say it's almost for me it's just classic Buffy Claro. Yeah, just like yep, this is yeah, yeah. nowhere we are it's with just, this. Just a great song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, just a great song. I really love the ride in the chorus again, Brett. Just as a yep. as a drum note. I just want to sit in a room with these guys when they're writing these songs and kind of structuring and arranging them and, and how they how at what point they come up with these these parts and these quirky things. I just, yeah. I just love to hear whether that's something that they develop in a room together, yeah. just jamming, or whether. You know, I think, Simon I Neil think has they an do. idea, or they, or the, or, or James. See, I think Simon Neil does a lot more than what what you said about the whole lyric thing that hit you and the band sort of as the musicians. But I think he comes in with more of the idea. There's a video that came out recently about the album they recorded just after lockdown, and I think he he writes a lot and has a lot the more cultural sons of Scotland. Yeah, 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 and he has a lot of ideas when he brings a song into the room, and I think a lot of those that sort of stuff is is written when he I think stri- he strikes me as the kind of songwriter that has a lot of ideas yeah and that and sometimes they throw lots of ideas into songs mm-hmm. I, th- I think you can definitely hear the, the them jamming you can hear the band in it. I think that's what makes you know that's that's why they have such a fan base isn't it because it's definitely a band you can hear the band in there even with the the classic hits there is there's still a band in there you can tell there's there's personalities and it's I think I think there's an element of jamming these bits out but I know yeah. the producer has a lot to. There's a, a Ben Johnson video of talking about the the producer in one of their albums and how he, like, t- they took stuff away from the kit and he made him like spent days trying to get him to play parts and you know whether the producer has a lot to do with those writing those sort of parts as well. I guess who knows? you know years knows? and years of playing together makes makes it easier for those jam or kind of musical parts to come together as well, doesn't it? Doesn't yep. work for us, does it? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Um, next, Cloud of Stink. What a song title. <laughs> I know. I, I wrote my notes. I put Cloud of Stink and then put a, a laughing, crying emoji because it just cracked me up. I don't know why. It sounds like, I don't know. What does it sound like, Cloud of, What does that tell you, Cloud of Stink? Um, I don't Reminds know. Reminds me I, of you after fishing chips. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why I put my laughing emoji because it, it reminded me of me as well. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, I love the riff. It's a great riff in this song, and I love the snare drum in the oh, chorus. Oh, mate, well. that's my first note. Love the snare it, drum yes, sound. It's just it really is cool. probably the best snare drum sound. One of the best snare drum sounds. You've I've heard. made notes as well. I'm drastically underprepared, aren't I, with these things? As as always, as always. Uh, yeah, it's it's it, it's a good song. This one, but but I get. I think for me, it's probably probably the most filler song. Mm-hmm. He, um, this is the one with the lyric in it. Um, congratulations on marrying this clown, which is you know really yeah. states where his head was at, and yeah. it's it's about his new new marriage. Yeah, yeah awesome. I like yeah. that bit. Yeah. Next up, know your quarry. 
So, so I'm going to read my note on this. This is because I'm going to read how I wrote it. Oh God! They managed to make what could be a safe sound of production interesting by adding the accents. It's simple, simple yet effective. And I put they do this a lot with their songs, with the old time sections. Sometimes too much for my brain to process. <laughs> but <laughs> you I, wrote I, all that down. I wrote all that down. I wanted to try and get because I've got I've tried to explain this through a lot of their stuff, and it it is and it's really really clever that they used old time signatures and half-time parts into full-time parts and i think it's a quirk of theirs and a, a trait that they use a lot and they have to be commended for it because it they make it work so well hold up your notes a minute let's have a look oh it's on your phone oh uh, that's how you did the laughing emoji i, I thought you made your draw, drawn i think uh, you, your, your comment emoji. there they have to be commended for it but i think they have been commended for it in that they've you know yeah they forged a really amazing career and exactly and they're writing brilliant brilliant songs yep and you know they're they're kind of one of the best modern uk rock bands yeah that are able to headline festivals certainly around europe i don't know quite how they how they fare in america but and they're you know, so down i mean watching that video that was, i was talking about a minute ago how down to earth and lovable yeah, and how they do come across as really great good, guys. decent guys yeah yeah definitely yeah it's great stuff um, and this song has yep. a harpsichord in it how often mm. do you hear harpsichords in rock songs what can you think of? Golden Brown, Stranglers? What else? You can't, can you? Mm, no. Do you want nope. me to talk about harpsichords and the evolution of the piano? Oh, I'm moving on. Just, okay. just, as a, okay. just as a note there, Rick, that's a really bad chat-up line if you go into a bar. <laughs> How many harpsichords do you hear in modern rock songs? <laughs> I haven't used that, I haven't really used that short, one in ages. It's a really short conversation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, the piano forte, you know. Uh, and the last track of the album is Horses. Mm. Obviously spelt in a uh, slightly different way. Interestingly, horses and I, I wrote on my Also notes, not a good chat-up line. The, the galloping... The, my, my wife can um, relate to this. <laughs> oh, because, all right. My wife. Because <laughs> she, she always talks about... <laughs> you sound like Borat. <laughs> <laughs> she my always, wife. <laughs> <laughs> I like you. Not so much you. Um, <laughs> she talks about... She loves songs that have a galloping vibe. Like... <laughs> like da-dum, da-dum, that kind of, That's how she tries to explain it. And, like, like horses and, uh, like horses yeah but okay and th this is a pure coincidence that this song is called Horses Spout with a W and it's got a galloping vibe to it and I just that struck me uh, uh, I wonder <laughs> like what you're going to come out with, with your yeah. wife Brett <laughs> wondered where that was going to go for a moment then just that she loves songs that have this I might play it but, no, but <laughs> yeah I'm going to play it listen listen That's a galloping vibe. You see, vibe. now the only see? thing to me, you play that again. Play, play it on your on your on your higher tom. Play it on your higher tom. as soon as I got it in my head, I, I couldn't get it out again. Wipeout's not gallopy. This is gallopy. You can imagine horses galloping. Look, dum, da -da -dum, da -da -dum. see? Well, you can see? you play wipeout? Play wipeout. <laughs> That's not gallopy. Oh, oh, oh. Hang on. I'm not going to uh, play. I can't believe I'm playing Wipeout on a podcast. This is is not good. It's going. It's taking a bad turn. All jokes to one side. The drums are sounding pretty good in here. Um, uh, you see, I the gallopy bit. It, mm. I, I heard Wipeout before I heard the galloping. It was only when I heard when the bass came in, and the bass had that galloping feel, which you know I really like. It's really cool. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, and, and I didn't. It, my ears didn't pick out. I mean, it heard that it was kind of that. Yeah. movement but it didn't yeah. pick it that it was galloping Interesting. until the bass came in okay yeah I like that vibe I like I like this song yeah it's cool uh, it's, it's got great a, great, a great bridge 
Um, and the musical section is great in this. With, but I, th- I felt that the musical bit that comes in right at the end mm-hmm. is too short. It's got the snare rolls at the end of, yep. of end of each bit, and I just thought, oh, I kind of want to hear that, hear more of that. That's unusual, isn't it? Because usually they fully explore and kind of just, yeah. especially for yeah. an outro of an album, the last thing you're going to hear, you think it would develop more, maybe. Yeah, I guess it's, you know when they're recording it, it's it, you know it's not but, necessarily destined to be the last song, is it, on the album? But, but doesn't that sum them up quite well? Just doing the unexpected every so often, and yeah. Maybe that's part of it. Yeah. 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 So yeah. favorite tracks. Ooh. Oh, is it tracks or track? Or well, a track for you and a track for Brett being tracks. I think, but for me, probably bubbles. I think. Hmm. I love bubbles. I've always connected well, or if not bubbles, many of horror. I would go with see the obvious thing is mountains or many of horror, which are just classic songs, which would probably be true. But I quite like the captain when I'm listening to the album. Yeah, I know it's first, but. For me, Jody. I, I think I'd have to go with mountains. I think, as I said earlier, for me, there's there's nothing in that I, that I could fault. What did you and say? It was kind a of, perfect kind of song or something. The perfect, the perfect song, almost. Wow. I wow. think you know, there's there's everything right about it. Nothing wrong with it. That's interesting. Usually, when you know, I think anyone that listens to music, there's always something about a song where you think, oh, you know, I think especially if you're a musician and you you kind of you can pick on a chord sequence or you can pick on a chord change that you don't like or a riff that you don't like but yeah. in that song I, you know everything works so well interesting we've probably between the that. three of us we've announced the first or the all the five singles off that album as our favorite songs out of, tw- out of 12 songs well you went on about horses and your wife i didn't say it was a favorite but song it wasn't no. your favorite song no okay <laughs> I think we better leave it there before we get in trouble. Yeah, yeah, I've enjoyed this one. It's been really good. It has. I hope they don't listen ever to listen to this. Can you imagine that? And why are they talking about wipeout? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thanks for listening. Please check out our band, Damn the Wolves. Find us at damnthewolves.com and please follow us on all the usual socials. <laughs>